Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and this week we're talking nine days as well as all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies, particularly excited to delve deep into the film Nine Days, uh, which follows Will, who spends his days at a remote outpost watching people go about their lives until one subject perishes, leaving a vacancy for new life on Earth. Soon, several unborn souls arrive at Will's to undergo tests, facing oblivion when they are deemed unsuitable. But Will meets his own existential challenge in the form of free-spirited Emma, a candidate who forces him to look within. Nine Days is written and directed by Edson Odar, which is his first feature film, very exciting, and it stars Winston Duke, Zazie Beetz, Benedict Wong, Tony Hale, Bill Skarsgård and so many more. Now, Lee, can I just kick off with something before we delve into this beautiful film? Mm. Goodness me, how powerful this movie was. I liken it to a very similar feeling I had after watching Disney Pixar's Soul last Mm. year. But this time with Nine Days, what I experienced after and still now has been, I think, deeper and more relatable, yet at the same time challenging. How did you feel after watching this movie when the credits started to roll? This movie made me so emotional. Mm. I was reaching for the tissues. I was struck by how much beauty there is in the everyday experiences that we take for granted. But when you say it it reminded you of soul, there's a lot of the same sort of themes at work here, isn't there? Very different film, but that sort of existential, what does humanity mean? What What is it to have a soul, basically? Oh, absolutely. And what a huge question to ask of an audience, like to invite them in. Mm. And I think it starts with the writer-director Edson Oda, right? The story was inspired by his uncle, 
who died by suicide when he was 12 years old and Mm. that deeply affected him and his family, as you can imagine. Mm. And therein lies this concept, this story that he's asking and challenging himself and you as an audience, all these things about life and what it means and how you interpret it, etc. Yeah, it's all about the perspective, isn't it? It's a wonderful premise. Do you see life optimistically or pessimistically? Mm. Is your glass half full or half empty? Finding the good is what it's about. That's the message I took away from it anyway. And it's it's hard to remember during these times, but I found it quite uplifting to be reminded to look for the little things. Yes, absolutely. And that there is that similarity with soul, like you were kind of alluding to before. It talks about how life is like so unexpected and some things just don't make sense. Mm. And I guess it's open to your interpretation how you make sense of life. And I found really interesting the the character of Will. Mm. um, And he watches on this wall of TVs. He follows the people's lives. Uh, He's taking notes on on pieces of paper. He records them on VHSs. They're all people that he's selected over his time in this role Mm. to go and live a life. Mm. And I found that really fascinating, all these different like – visual indications of what mm. life looks like and can can be experienced by different people all around the world. And Will as a character, he's quite jaded, isn't he? Almost disgruntled. Mm. I, I was trying to figure out what he is, you know what I mean? And I don't mm. think that really matters so much, but I was like, is he a guardian angel? Is he, you know, an instrument of God? Or but It doesn't really dive into that kind of aspect and I don't think it really matters that you sort of don't really know too much details about how this whole system works. You know, all you need to know Mm. really is that this is life before life. Yeah. And can we talk about what that process is? Mm. So Will is tasked to select people, candidates to become a living person. We see that this character called Amanda, she, she passes away and that leaves this opportunity open for a human soul to go and live, to go and live life. What do you think Will was testing these candidates on? He was putting them through a lot of psychological tests, isn't he? Mm. To find out how well they will survive in this thing called life. And it's interesting to note that Will, when I said he's disgruntled, you know, there's a line that sort of encapsulates how he's feeling. He was living and he has memories of life and he obviously didn't have a great experience when he was living. And he says, I send flowers and others send pigs to eat them. So he's very jaded with the task at hand that he doesn't want to send people who aren't equipped to fend for themselves or fight for themselves, you know. So it's almost like Emma breezes in with this beautiful, positive attitude. But in his mind, will she survive this war or shithole, as he puts it, called life? Mm. He really is quite jaded Mm. and you kind of don't know a lot about Will and the story kind of really beautifully lifts the layers and and peels back all these, this facade, this wall that he's putting up Mm. about his experience on earth and then he's kind of like projecting that onto these onto these candidates, yeah. but he has a very... I would say he has a blind spot mm. when it comes to, you know, he focuses on the negative and Emma challenges that within him. She has this natural positivity. So that's his blind spot that mm. he just goes immediately to the negative. I would almost say he is the personification of depression. Yes. Or mental health struggles. Yeah, that's very true, which is a really challenging theme to kind of delve into, but I think it's done quite delicately. Mm. And Emma plays this character that's kind of like that constant, someone that's not giving up on him Mm. and ask him to look inwards to himself, right? 
yeah. how he interprets life because he's tasked to observe the different human reactions to the same scenarios of all these candidates. Mm. You know, how they challenge things that they that he's asking them to do or how they accept things and the questions that they ask or don't ask. And it's quite a really fascinating like look at how people react to different situations, the interpretation of what would you do mm. in this position. It's such fertile ground for storytelling. And I found myself not only witnessing these characters' experiences, but thinking about how I would answer mm. Will's questions as he was probing them. Did you as well? Yeah, and also who would you choose? Who is the best candidate mm. in your eyes if you had to choose? It's, mm. it's interesting it, and it comes back to that thing I said about perspective. It's all about how you go into yeah. this film and your own experiences that colour how you see it, you know. But can we just say Winston Duke is amazing in this God. as Will. You know, he is, as I said, the embodiment of just the heaviness of existence. That's how I saw him. And then Emma is the light that peeks in there. She lives in the moment and appreciates things and looks at the little things in front of her. I mean, Will determines who is most suitable to live mm. a life. That is a burden in of itself. And it's strange at first that he seems so melancholy about it. But as you get to understand him more, Will, you know, he shows no emotion despite the incredible importance of his work mm. and the emotions he is then instilling on others to determine their fate. Mm. But as you said, you get you get to lift the hood on Will through Emma and it's such a beautiful relationship that builds out throughout the life of the movie, isn't it? Yep. And then also you get to appreciate life through the eyes of the people who aren't chosen or the souls that aren't chosen. You know, mm. once they're not chosen, Will gives them a taste of what it's like to live and, oh, my goodness, I was in floods of tears. Yeah. When you're watching these moments come to life and it could be as simple as, you know, riding a bike through Brazil or wherever it was that this soul was riding a bike or, you know, dipping your toes in the ocean. And it's just so clearly a setup. You know, as the audience, you're watching this and you're going, yeah, okay, well, that wouldn't feel realistic. But the way they do it was stunning, beautiful, so immersive. And I just found myself like yearning to go to the beach and put my feet in the water. Yes. And what a simple thing to yearn, but such an important thing mm. to yearn because it is accessible in our privileged lives. There's this line that Emma says in the movie, look attentively and never take them for granted. And by them, mm. I think. You know, it means experiences. Look at the little things, really appreciate them. I found those moments where they got to experience what life on earth might be like, some of the most emotional in this film, which is mm. saying something because there's so many moments of emotion here, Yeah. Uh, however you interpret them. I kind of found those moments both cruel and life-affirming at the same time mm. because Will was offering them a chance to experience something that they ultimately we're never going to experience, but it was so beautiful to them. They appreciated it so much. So how did you, did you think it was cruel and beautiful at the same time? Yes. And I think that comes back again to the layer in the theme that life is both cruel and beautiful and to accept it yes. for all that it is, you know, you can't just be tough and you can't just be sensitive and kind. Like you have to take the good with the bad. And I think that's the sort of underlying foundation of this film that life is everything it's beautiful it's struggle it's hard it's wonderful it's all of these things wrapped up in one and to really live is to experience all of them 
Yeah, and to live in the moment. Mm. I think, you know, Emma as a character almost behaves like a human and that she sees things around her so differently to some Mm. of the other candidates and ultimately will, despite him already having lived a life on Earth, which makes his character so complex and interesting uh, in how he behaves and reacts. She's so vivacious and positive and I just found her incredibly captivating to watch. Zazie Mm. Beetz plays Emma Mm. and, my goodness, stunning, stunning, stunning performance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think her character especially shows what the movie is also trying to say, that maybe our souls are inherent to who we are before experiences shape us. You know, we are who we are from the moment we're born. And I think that was apparent in the different sorts of personalities in the candidates. You had go-getters, you had like those survival of the fittest. Mm. Well, of course, I would do this because, you know, I need to survive. You'd have ones that react more emotionally. Mm. You would have ones that just wouldn't know what to do or even challenge, well, I don't want to answer that. Or no, I wouldn't do that. Mm. You can't force me to have a yes or no black and white answer because life isn't that simple. It's very complicated. Exactly. In bringing this all together, all Mm. these beautiful things that we've just discussed that gives such heart to this film, such poignancy, I think is how human the dialogue was in the script. Like it's so real. I I don't know another word to describe it. And also I don't think you realise how bad other films' dialogue is until you see something as accomplished as this one and you think that's how you write a movie Mm. because the interactions with the characters – so unique to each other. There's so many layers to the script and I think it just beautifully revels in itself over the life of the film. I couldn't agree more, but I think the real star of the show here is the cinematography, which we have to talk about. Yes, let's talk about that. Beautifully shot, this film. The use of light, absolutely outstanding. And it's worth noting that most of this film was uh, filmed on a soundstage, a purpose-built soundstage. That's crazy. When you see the use of light in the film, it's, it blows your mind. And there were so many sunsets and sunrises, let me say that first. But I loved mm. the use of that because it signifies rebirth and the cycle of life. And it just kept, you know, reiterating that to you as the film went on. That These are the cycles that we go through. Everything goes through a cycle. Oh, gosh, I loved it so much. <laughs> and, and, and time was a big thing. These candidates mm. only had nine days yep. to prove themselves whether they were the suitable candidate to live a life on earth. So I guess those sunrises, sunsets were pivotal in kind of communicating that timeline mm. to the ultimate decision Will had to make, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, and the location, Will's house is this remote outpost mm. in, you know, a non-disclosed location. It's the middle of nowhere. It looks very deserted and you really felt that sense of isolation, didn't you? And mm. and the fact that it's a limbo of sorts, it really, really did feel like that. You can feel the remoteness. I think I felt a few things around the production design. Mm. I felt with the house, Will's house, that it was very familiar. And then as you said, it was it was also so isolated. Yep. So it felt very foreign and almost sci-fi at times. Yep. Because it was just really unique in where this house was situated in, would you call it like a barren desert or something like that? Yep. I like that you used the word familiar because mm. – the set within the house, it's filled with this analog technology. So he's watching things on, you know, almost VCR, like, you know, old TV yeah. sets. And it's it makes you think of a bygone era that feels nostalgic but doesn't distract mm. 
from the story with any kind of sci-fi special effects or anything like that. It makes you feel like we know this place in our souls, if I can say that, you know. We've been here maybe. Yes. The word nostalgia was beautifully used there. Mm. The use of the VHSs and the vintage TVs is definitely a huge character and a really unique way to tell a story. And I think the cinematography Mm. has a very unique layer to it in that all those lives playing out on those vintage TVs are told through point of view angle shots, aren't they? So you don't actually see the characters. It's like the camera is situated on their head or whatever. So you're Mm. living their life like they would see it. And I think it's a very powerful way of telling a story. Can you imagine how tricky it would have been to edit all of that together? All of that B-roll and, you know, background shots because it's happening in real time as the characters are watching it on all these TV screens. So you've got, Mm. I can't even remember how many there were that he was watching, but it was a lot, this whole wall of TV screens all going about their daily lives, routines, making coffee, going to the shops, Mm. shopping for a wedding dress, all these things. Bringing that together as a filmmaker is a huge challenge in of itself and one that was pulled off amazingly, I think. It wasn't just a film within a film because you had the film that filmed nine days, right, Mm. with Will and Emma and, and co., but then I think there were actually 30 TV screens on there. So there right. were almost another 30 stories being told within another story. So mm. a, a, an immense feat in storytelling and editing like you've called mm. out, just so beautifully realised. And the fact that you have all these stories going on and yet it feels so intimate, mm. you know, and that comes down to the soundstage feel as well and the one house being set within this one house. It adds to the intimacy of the story. And then you go outdoors into this desert-like location of, um, I think it was outside Salt Lake City, and you feel this expanse and this remoteness. It's just, oh, it's used to great effect. We have to talk about the music. The score is by composer Antonio Pinto, who did the Amy Winehouse documentary. I don't know if you've seen that. That is an incredible documentary. I haven't, but it's absolutely at the top of my yes, list to watch. It's amazing. His music, his score in this film is outstanding. The use of violin was gorgeous, so evocative. It has this orchestral feel that's tailored to each character's experiences and their emotional state as they go through the film Mm. and Mm. not overbearing either. No, it really complements the stories and Mm. very unique to all the characters like you said. I have one word to describe the score of this film and Mm. it is stunning. Yep. Simply stunning. And you mentioned the orchestral arrangement one of the lives that you watch mm. on one of the many vintage TVs that Will documents and observes is Amanda and she plays in an orchestra. And I think, you know, that sets up the sorts of tone mm. of Antonio Pinto with that music that just beautifully carries through this beautiful orchestral arrangement. It's just beautiful. And that's also what hits you in the feels, isn't it? Music is so powerful when it comes to manipulating your emotions in film. And just give me the tissues now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lee, do you think it's about time that we wrap up our review and rate Nine Days? Yes, please. I don't know if I can fully encapsulate all the emotions I had while watching this film because it was just beautiful. I'm sure you'll do a beautiful job. I'll try. Okay. So Nine Days is an insightful consideration of the human condition that indicates our soul is inherent to who we are, where we're going and how we approach life. There's a beautiful message at its heart that life is both joy and sadness, beauty and struggle. It's all of these things and kindness and empathy are not weaknesses. They can change the world if we only embrace them. 
I'm going to give nine days four and a half popcorn kernels. See, beautiful. Mm. Nailed it. (laughs) Well, nine days is one of the strongest directorial debuts of all time. Edson Oda has already proven how much of a powerful filmmaker he is and how can he possibly top this. His film is about so many things, life, love, death, failure, and how they manifest and are interpreted differently. It is beautiful, it is profound, and it will make you assess your own life, whatever that might look like for you. As the character of Will says, you are all being considered for the amazing opportunity of life. And I say, you all have the amazing opportunity to see this life-affirming film. (laughs) With one of the most powerful endings I've ever seen, I was not expecting to be so deeply moved as I was. I'm going to rate nine days, five popcorn kernels. A solid five. Woo! A solid five, baby. <laughs> Is that your first five? Uh, second five. I rated the father five as okay. well. There you go, folks. Nine Days is in cinemas now, lockdown pending. Check your local cinema for information. All right, Lee, it's time that we dive into our news and trailer section. Let's do it. Caleb Landry Jones took home best performance by an actor at Cannes for his role of the Port Arthur killer Martin Bryant. Justin Curzel's Nitram looks at the events leading up to and surrounding the massacre that shook Australia in the mid-90s. How cool is this? I'm super excited to see this film. I was a little bit nervous. I mean, I really just want to see Caleb's performance now. I am so deeply fascinated by what he brings to the screen. Mm-hmm. And Khan, what a platform for an Australian film to, to oh, be yeah. receiving such an accolade. Amazing. Now, Tim, this is exciting. Leslie Grace, who was the star of the recent In the Heights musical, has been cast as Barbara Gordon in a Batgirl movie for HBO Max. It's going to be directed by Bad Boys for Life duo Adil El Arbi and Bial Fala. And the script is by The Flash and Bumblebee screenwriter Christina Hodson. I'm really excited for this. I think Leslie is going to do a fantastic job as Barbara Gordon. I'm so proud of her because In the Heights was her like big film debut. Mm. And now actors wait years to be cast in like superhero movies. Like It's such a big achievement mm. straight out of the gate in her career. I'm really excited too. And we sat down with Leslie Grace recently, so make sure you check out our interview with her because she was such a nice person to talk to. Well, Batgirl on HBO Max doesn't quite have a release date yet, but keep a listening to Popcorn Podcast. We'll let you know as soon as that drops. Mm-hmm. We finally got the first full trailer for Dennis Villeneuve's June. Say that three times oh. fast. All three and a half (laughs) glorious minutes of it. What's this story about, Tim? It's based on a sci-fi novel, isn't it? It tells the story of Paul, a brilliant and gifted young man born into great destiny who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential, only those who can conquer their fear will survive. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the all-star cast is stacked. It includes Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, so many. And June is expected to land in Australian cinemas on September 16. What was your reaction to this trailer, Lee? It looks par for the course. We were meant to get, I don't know if this is still happening, but we were meant to get two films because this is such an epic saga. Mm. I'm not sure if that's still happening, but yeah. 
He's hoping it's going to be a big one. Just has such a huge scale and scope and mm. you really got a sense of that in this trailer. It was just great to see. And it's such a beloved film from the 80s. So people are really, really looking closely at this one. Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth, which I didn't even know was happening and I'm very here for it, will make its debut at the New York Film Festival. The movie is an update on William Shakespeare's classic tale and stars Denzel Washington as the title character of Macbeth with Francis McDormand as his scheming wife, Lady Macbeth. Now, give me this immediately. That pairing is off the charts amazing. Get this shit straight into my veins. (laughs) Gimme, gimme, gimme. I know. Oh. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Can't wait to see it. Now, something else that I cannot wait to see, and I'm sure you agree, is Jordan Peele's latest horror film, Nope. Which nope. is that's what it's titled. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> that's probably how I feel about <laughs> going to see this initially. <laughs> so we got the first look poster that shows what looks like a storm cloud floating over a mountain village. Of course, the film's plot is definitely kept under wraps, but the poster suggests something very sinister and intriguing, of course. Mm -hmm. Stephen Yoon, Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya star and it's expected July 2022. That's just also another incredible piece of casting, isn't it? Those three. My goodness. I wonder what it's about. What do you think it's about? What's nope? Nope. Nobody nope. (laughs) Well, what... What was interesting, I don't know if coming out of the cloud was like a rope, but it kind of looked like Christmas lights or something. What did that look like to you? I think it was I think it was a it was a kite tail. A kite tail. To me, it looked tail. like a kite tail. Okay. Yeah. He's gonna transport us up into the stratosphere, no doubt. Stratosphere of terror. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see what Jordan Peele has in store. All right, Lee, I think that about does it for another episode of Popcorn Podcast. We reviewed nine days. We can't encourage you more to see that beautiful, beautiful film. Please see it. You won't be sorry. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.